Good morning. Hope you all are doing well today. I want to get right into this. Um, so let's see. How do I want to start? Okay. Um, I want to read Proverbs 25 2. Uh, and this is a proverb we, we bring up often. God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory. But the honor of kings is revealed by how they thoroughly search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. So I wanted to read that because we're going on. Uh, good morning, Angie. Uh, we're going on a, a little preparation for next Sunday and for even the Sunday after that. Uh, starting to look at, okay, what does it mean to uh, search out this calling and really start digging into the yes that you've given God and start looking at putting uh, the action behind behind that yes and, and what that takes. And so uh, it takes some um, searching out to understand this. And so we're going to look at a, a little bit of of what Angie talked about yesterday and, and taking that out and building from that. Now we're not building. And I say from that, because I want to make sure we make the distinction. We're not building on that. We're building from that because we're continuing to move. This, this is a place that has opened you up to the possibility. And now it's time to look at what does it mean to take action and move from there? And so as we start looking at that, uh, the question is, is, okay, what do we do? What are the next steps, right? Uh, we need to be able to look at, okay, uh, this is where I'm going now. This is what I'm doing next. And so I, I wanted to, to be able to look at that, right? And, and this has everything to do with the vision that she was talking about yesterday. You need to be able to, to look at and, and see what you can see right now. Really have the vision for what it looks like in the future. And you got to do this up front, right? She also talked about the uh, demand that's put on your yes. There is uh, the demand of action on the yes. If somebody asks you, hey, John, if somebody asks you to do something and you say yes, and then you just sit there and don't do it, really doesn't make a lot of sense, right? There's a demand for action on your yes. So that that should be something that that should be something that excites you. Because when God calls you into something and now you get to go take action on it, that's something that's something big, right? That's that's huge. You get to partner with God in this thing. And we're gonna talk more about partnering partnering later. But that that is a big thing that we get to to be able to step into. And that should really, really excite you. It, it should start opening your, your imagination up into possibilities of what's coming. And we're going to talk more about that as well. And so this is, again, this is a primer for um, what's coming next Sunday. And then even the following Sunday after that. And I found I found this uh, in Proverbs 21, it's verse 22. It says, a warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and releases regional breakthrough, bringing down the strongholds of the mighty. That right there really got me fired up when I, when I saw that. 
um, I just kind of found it uh, flipping through Proverbs the other day and everything that we've got going right now and, and everything we're moving into is in that direction of releasing regional breakthrough. It's, it's about uh, pulling down the strongholds of the mighty. That was Proverbs 21, 22. A warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and releases regional breakthrough, bringing down the strongholds of the mighty. This is what you're doing. You're, you're, you're called into that. Regardless of, of however you view the size or level or potential impact, and we're going to talk about that too, uh, of what it is you're called into, it could be the, the catalyst that opens up regional breakthrough. It could be the, the, the thing that allows God to break someone else open that then moves into regional breakthrough or even greater. Right. So there's a, a, a legacy of, of compounding impact that you could have by actioning on the yes that you've given God for your calling. Right, so I want to um, start looking at that. Okay. So there is, um, you get the calling from God, you, you, you say yes. And so what is the, the next thing that you're going to do is you're going to start uh, breaking this down and, and analyzing this call, right? So what's the guidance God's given you? Okay. What is the, the, the timeline um, he's showing you? Uh, what kind of uh, revelation are you receiving about this calling? Right. You're starting to see that God's giving you the, the answers to these things about um, who you're going after, right? Uh, what it is you're going to do, potentially where, likely when, right? He, he starts to give you this picture of what it looks like. And so you need to start really focusing in on that and, and seeing as much as you can. Remember Angie described you need to see while you can, have vision while you can. She talked about walking through uh, the cornfields from the beginning of the seeding process all the way through the harvest at the end. And how in the early stages, the crop is still very short and you can see a long distance. and You have a lot of vision. And so this is the time where you're starting to do that. As soon as you hear the call, you give your yes, you start analyzing that. Start seeing as much as you can. Start figuring out what questions it is you have and asking those. You need to be able to see as much as you can right here. Because later on, as you start moving and that, that crop starts getting bigger, like what she described yesterday, it starts to feel kind of closed in. Hey, Joy. So having vision right up front while you can about the calling. Learn as much as you can right away. That's the first thing you're going to be doing, right? You're starting to count the cost here. This is something else that was talked about yesterday that Angie went into. Counting the cost and seeing what it looked like. And I want to read uh, a couple of the verses out of Luke 14 that she shared also. Uh, verses 27 and 28. It says, and anyone who 
who comes to me must be willing to share my cross and experience it as his own, or he cannot be considered to be my disciple. So don't follow me without considering what it will cost you. And I, I want you to, to hear that in a way that doesn't make you feel like you have to beat yourself up or somehow um, go through the pain and anguish of being nailed to a cross yourself because you've already been co-crucified. So you've, you've shared in his cross already. It's about acknowledging that and seeing that this has already been done on my behalf. I've already, I've already been made a part of this. Right. And so now I'm counting the cost and considering what it's going to take to follow him. And this can be very difficult to look at what it's going to take. Right? Some of the things that uh, could be required of you when it comes to counting the cost could feel very heavy, could feel daunting even. Because it may wind up being that uh, a relationship that you have now, uh, a friendship or actually a, a a personal relationship, intimate relationship, whatever that is, may need to be severed, may need to be cut ties with, right? You you may have to um, stop doing something else. I I don't know, whatever that is, whatever it is he's showing you, some of those things can feel daunting. But when you count the cost and you start weighing those against the promise that he's showing you in the call, it starts to not be so balanced. The The costs are far outweighed by what is in the promise. The abundant life or life full tilt or um, life to the full, whatever it is that your, your Bible says, however it translates that, that's going to far outweigh the cost. So, so put it in perspective of what it is that it's costing you. Jesus did cost him everything, cost him his life. He came down and he took on himself the sin of humanity for all time and was nailed to the cross. He counted the cost. He knew what it was going to cost him before. But he knew on the backside of that what the promise was. And he knew that that promise far outweighed the cost. So when you start to count the cost and you start to look at what it is that it's going to take to fulfill this calling, be sure to keep it in perspective of the promise. So what comes out of this, uh, this analysis of your, your call, um, it, it could be uh, more or less a, a problem statement and not necessarily in, in terms of the problems that you're going to face uh, in answering the call. That could be part of it, but think of this more uh, of a, a problem statement of what God is sending you to be the solutionist for. And that could be you carrying the answer to the problem that you're called into. 
Or it could be that what you carry is the answer, which makes you the answer. Make no mistake, you are a solutionist as a son or daughter of the kingdom. You carry answers or you are the answer. And we've seen this uh, at Unedited Life where, excuse me, where people are uh, sent to us and we know they are. They are an absolute gift that comes to us and they wind up being the solution to something we're looking for. And we've also seen it where they come in with the answer. Something else that comes out of this, it's it's a list of questions um, that you're going to want to get answers for. Because this, uh, this always happens. At, at every point, you're going to have questions. And you're going to need answers to these because it's going to help fill in more information. And so you're going to have this list. And, and you may need to um, go to the people that you are in oneness with that body of believers that you uh, are closely connected with and ask them the questions because you may find they have answers. But this is, this is an opportunity as well for you to uh, press into that oneness you have with the Trinity to get the answers. This is also your your first opportunity to start partnering with God. And we're going to talk more, like I said, about partnering with God here in just a minute and and kind of break that down. At this at the same time, I want I I don't want to skip over the fact that sometimes we need to make assumptions, but we need to understand what we're doing when we make assumptions. Okay, when you make an assumption, you are uh, looking at a question that you don't have the answer to. But for whatever reason, if I don't get this answer, I, I'm, I feel I feel like I can't move forward. And we don't want to get to a point where a question stops us from continuing to work towards actioning on the call that, that you've said yes to. And so when you look at these questions, you may have to assume an answer. You may have to uh, fill in what this answer is, because if I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be able to move forward. At least that's what I feel like. All right. So we make an assumption to answer a question, but you got to make sure the assumption is um, it's necessary. Like it really is necessary for me to make this assumption to answer this question, to continue to move forward. So is it necessary? Is it valid? Is this a, a valid assumption? I'm not making some uh, wild, off-the-wall, unrealistic assumption. So those are the two things that if you find a, a question needs answered and you feel as though I'm stuck here if I don't get this answer and you're not getting it for whatever reason, make an assumption. It's necessary to do it and make sure it's valid. Okay, so you've got this list of questions and, and the uh, assumptions that you may or may not have to make, if you do have to make one, that question can jump to the top of your list so you can continue to ask that. So you can either confirm your assumption or find out that it's 
it's no longer relevant to make this assumption. All right. And so then you move on. Okay. So now you've done the work of, of analyzing what it is God's calling you into your, you've and you said, okay, I, I've weighed these costs against the promise and I'm going to keep going because whatever it is, it's going to cost me. Wow. What's coming is way better. And, and I want to have impact for the kingdom and have impact with the kingdom. So we're going to continue moving on. This is where you get to start developing your plan now. And, and the first part of this needs to be declaring boldly what it is that you're called into. If it helps to put it in some kind of uh, mission statement, do that. Whatever that, whatever it is that is going to help you make this declaration to people that this is what God is calling me into. I know without a doubt, because you've done, you've taken the time, you've looked at it, you've listened to him describe it to you and start to break it open about what it is he's calling you into. So declare it to people, let them know. Put people on notice. This is what I'm called into. Right? Put it out there. Again, if it helps to put it into a mission statement, do that. Whatever that looks like for you. Right after that, you, you got to know that the decision for this is in your hands. Talks about in Genesis 1 that he has given us dominion to make decisions. Right, it says we have dominion to subdue the earth, dominion over the animals, all those things. What you can look at that now is the decision is in your hands. Right, so you're stewarding the kingdom here. So God's given you, you can look at um, the five W's, the, the who, what, when, where, why. God's given you those things, right? And and you can look at those and say, yeah, I know who it is I'm called to go to. I know what I'm going there for. Um, I know why. I know when he wants me to go there. The what uh, that's going on there. All of these things that he has given you revelation for. But the interesting thing about that is those things are all just information. There is no action within any of that. So how you go about doing this is where you step into partnership with God. And you could, you could take this into your time with, with Holy Spirit and ask him about it. But I firmly believe that you getting to partner with God looks like taking the information that he gives you and then putting the action to it. You get to decide how you go action these things. Again, you're, you're searching these things out. All right, so what you're doing here is you're taking the information he's giving you and you're starting to figure out how you want to put action to that. 
you get to put on your creativity and your imagination. Because you're not just going to come up with, okay, this is, this is a way of how to do it and then stop there. You, you have more creativity and more imagination than just figuring out one way. Come up with two, three, maybe even four different ways of how you can walk this calling out. You, you, you can do it. I know you can. There's, there's a, an abundance of creativity living with inside you. Right. And if there's a small piece of it that maybe you can't see in terms of different ways of how start talking to people. You have trusted people within the body of believers that can help you lean into that oneness there. All right. So, so what's coming out of this uh, developing your plan is all the different ways uh, that you've imagined playing this out. And then on the, the backside of that, you, you look at those list of questions that you had that you've been working on, see which of those questions have been answered. If you had to have made assumptions before, are those still valid? Are they still necessary? If not, update those as well. Don't get stopped because you can't get the answer to a question. Keep moving forward. So if you have to make an assumption, make an assumption. And this should not take you very long. Um, that's something to, to note. And I want to back up to uh, when we talk about the how. This is a question that or, or uh, a, a step in this process that really gets people stumped for whatever reason. I hear the question, oh, but how? I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. And and the ultimately the motive behind uh, saying, I don't know how, rather than exercising the dominion, the creativity and imagination that is part of the, your nature as an image bearer of God is... Uh, I don't want to put the responsibility on for, for this how if it doesn't work out. If for whatever reason it doesn't work or work like I think it should because I've already decided the, the outcome should look like this rather than allowing God to decide what the outcome looks like. We say, I don't know how. And then we use the excuse of, I need to, I need to wait on and see if this is the will of God. If I do it like this, you're just looking for a scapegoat. I've seen it. I've done it. Pretty sure I did it last week. Like, Oh, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) Stop. Stop doing that. Your royalty. You are an heir to the kingdom of heaven, a son, a daughter. You get to make decisions. 
you get to be a partner. Partnerships don't um, don't form where one partner is carrying the entire weight of responsibility of the thing. One partner doesn't bring all of the information or all of the resources in and the other person does nothing. Brings no resources, brings no imagination, brings no answers, brings no network, brings no skills or expertise into the partnership. That's not a partnership. That's somebody just leeching off the other. Y'all aren't leeches, right? You're a royal heir. And so don't get bogged down with this. Um, I don't know how. Oh, please tell me how. No, make a decision. Come up with multiple different ways, multiple hows. And then from there, you get to decide. And again, this is not going to take you very long. You're going to be surprised and probably somewhat shocked with the uh, speed that you can come up with different ways to put this call into action, to take the information that God's given you and turn it into action, turn it into movement does not take a long time. So this this next step, you know, decide. This is simply just taking a comparison of the house, right? Taking those two, three, four different ways that you've come up on how to uh, work this thing out and you're going to sit with Holy Spirit and you're going to look at each way you imagined and, and see what it is that he highlights out of these. Right, because you may find that uh, one shows you an impact that you could have, and this one shows you a different impact. But at the same time, this other one over here starts to show you what the uh, future impact is. Right, as it starts to expand and get exponential, or maybe he's showing you uh, pieces of each to start bringing together. where you start to merge the, the two hows, right? And, and he's going to be showing you these things and you're going to be seeing the impact of them, right? And one of the things you want to look for when you, you're looking at impact is you're not looking at, at like the steady growth of impact. If you think of a graph, right? A steady line where it goes up showing impact, getting greater over time. We're looking for that exponential impact, where it starts off like that, but then all of a sudden it shoots up. So rather than a straight line that may have a slight curve to it that goes up, you're seeing something that more resembles what looks like a hockey stick, right? So that's that's when you start sitting down to decide and you start comparing these different hows, start looking at what is Holy Spirit showing you about the impact? Because you want to take into account the greater impact because that exponential impact could be carried on in future generations, right? You're building 
a, a legacy of kingdom impact in future generations that you might not even meet. So it's something to take into consideration. So what's coming out of this is, is simply a decision, right? Your, your updated list of questions, you're going back to those assumptions and uh, looking at, are they still valid? Are they still necessary? And making new ones. Hey, Lisa. And, and updating those, right? And then the final thing, uh, it's now you are updating that declaration you made earlier. So earlier you made a declaration to say, this is what God has called me to. Now you get to update it and say, and this is how I'm going to do it. What that does for you is, again, now you've put everybody on notice. This is what I'm called into. This is how I'm going to do it. Everybody knows where it is you're going. And it allows those people that you are in oneness with to hold you accountable. So if you start to deviate from that in any way, they can be like, hey, what's going on over here? And hold you accountable and bring you back into that. It's an exciting thing, right? Because you, you're now getting to declare um, who God is calling you, um, what it is he's calling you into, what you're carrying into that, right? What it is that he's given you to bring into this calling. You get to, to tell everybody, this is how I'm going to do it. And share it with them and let them celebrate. Make no mistake, each time you put this declaration out, there are going to be, uh, for lack of a better term, demonic temper tantrums that happen in the spirit realm. They do not want to see you living in fullness. They want to see you count the cost and say, nope, the promise doesn't outweigh the cost. And that keeps you back in containment and this is going to happen most often through people who start questioning you and start trying to say, "Mm, not sure if that's a good idea. They're going to start throwing their preferences at you. And I just call them, demonic temper tantrums because in the spirit realm this is you're going to see things or uh, God's going to reveal things to you that's happening and you're going to be like wow really this is this is what's going on right here recognize it for what it is okay not saying everybody's going to do that there are going to be those that celebrate with you and celebrate you Right. The the critics, if their criticisms aren't designed to uh, help you see things in a fuller way and help uh, with discernment, don't listen to it. It's a temper tantrum. So it's important to know and be prepared when you start declaring 
what it is God has called you to and the fact that you've said yes to it and you start declaring, this is how I'm going to do it. You're going to see pushback. Recognize it for what it is. Again, if you're having a hard time, again, lean into the oneness you have with the Trinity. Lean into the oneness you have with the body of believers that you that you do life with, that you are in community with. They're going to be able to help you see these things. Right. This is this is something we have, or excuse me, this is something we talk about. Uh, often at unedited life and that's practicing the pause. This is an opportunity for you to practice the pause and be like, I'm not going to get offended here. I'm not going to react. I'm going to stop for a minute and look at this for what it is and see what it is that you can glean from it. If anything. From there, the last thing, it's it's finalizing your plan. And what you're doing here in, in finalizing it is it's time to start drawing others into this thing. It's time to start painting others into the picture of how you're going about things. Because if what you create and, and imagine uh, you can do on your own, you're not dreaming big enough and you need to go back and start figuring out the how again, because this, this final thing that you've decided on, this is how it's going to look. It better stretch you and it better require other people because you shouldn't be doing it on your own. And so whatever that looks like, start drawing people in, right? Start building a team, whether it's a full-time team, a part-time team, or people that are um, temporarily doing uh, something that uh, you require as part of this call and part of how you're answering this thing. That's fine. Whatever that looks like, it's likely going to be a combination of all of those. But this is that final piece of it. You've got to start pulling people in. You've got to build a team. So that's that's what I have for you this morning in starting to prepare to look at um, putting action to your yes. We're going to talk more about it on Sunday and the following Sunday. We're going to sit down and we're going to work this out with, with you. And again, you know, we put out a, a post after the conference that says, if you need help with this, to contact us. And um, we haven't had a lot of people respond to that. And if it's because um, you think there's a cost associated with it, a uh, price associated with that, like it costs you money, that's not the case. Okay. In, in anything we, we offer like that, it's, it's free. We do ask you to make a Royal exchange with us. Like all we, we ask for donations to the ministry. That's it. If, if you want to give, 
do so. We don't ask for a certain amount. We don't ask for a certain percentage. We don't ask for any of that. If you choose that you don't want to, that's fine too. It doesn't change the level of effort we put into helping you dream and helping you walk through this to put legs to your yes, to be able to start actioning, to hold you accountable to that plan. Look at that as part of, of the promise of what you're, you're receiving, right? That's the Royal exchange that we make with people. We offer up our best. So I wanted to put that out there because I don't want the idea that um, you have to pay to hinder you from coming and getting help with putting a plan together. All right, that's it. I want to pray for you real quick and then we'll, we'll be done. Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing with everyone and, and what you're revealing to them today. And Father, I thank you that you've called each one of us to do something. And I thank you for the stirring to put action behind that. And I look forward to hearing from everybody what it is that you're showing them. The information on the calling that you're giving them. And the inspiration you're giving them in how it is they're going to take action. I ask you to bless everyone this week. And give them clarity and vision now. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right. Lean into oneness this week. Right? Start thinking about your how. Given your yes, now think about your how. All right. Have a great week.